back to another episode of Red, White, and Brown, brought to you by DC.Live on Radio Syndicate. Today, we got three you know movie series that we're going to be reviewing with you all. One of them was one of the largest releases um, in the world, So, or you know, at, at this time, one of the largest releases in the world. So we got a long list for you. Before we get into that, I'm just going to ask, just going to check in. Mara, how's your day going? It's been good. I mean, uh, you know, cop. What else could happen? Absolute morning, tracking, everything. And it's been a crazy World Cup, guys. Yeah. So I guess we're at the time, it. at the very time of us recording, World Cup has just ended. We just watched France versus Argentina. Mbappe scoring three goals, two of which forced Argentina and France to go into overtime. Scored one at the 118th minute as well to force a 3 3 draw. Went into penalty kicks, Argentina one four two. Congrats to all. This was actually a very great World Cup. Um, last World Cup for me, man. I was, I was young. I was, I was definitely young. I didn't watch uh, soccer or football, for what some of you may refer to as. But without further ado, we're gonna get into today's list. So the first uh, review we have is Govinda Namera on Hulu. Um, Hulu's been releasing some great titles, so I'm really actually excited for this one. I know Mira is going to be covering this, so Mira, please, please tell us um, how you know how this went. What did you think about it? Was it as good as what Hulu's been releasing recently? Well, I tell you, I high hope from the movie because obviously Vicky Kotel uh, is an amazing actor. His last movie was uh, something. Um, and and it was such a wonderful performance. It was an Oscar-worthy performance. He almost got shortlisted for the Indian entry into for that movie. But uh, so watching this movie with, you know, uh, my hopes kept getting dashed to the ground. Kaushal still remains an amazing actor. I have never seen him in a rom before, and this was in for you know. Silly, buffoonish rom-com movie, plus a thriller on the side. So uh, with him uh, were two other actors, um, and Advani. Of course, um, you know this is a story of a struggling choreographer. He's a Bollywood choreographer, and he's married to Gauri, who is Bhutanese, and it's her job in Bollywood now being the wife whose husband has a girlfriend. <laughs> Bumi has done so many such roles by now that you can literally slaughter. But Gauri, his uh, his wife, uh, dominates and insults him at every opportunity. And he has a dancer girlfriend that, and they're very open about it. He has a boyfriend, and and uh, Vicky uh, Vicky Koshal's character Govinda Suku, which is Kiera Advani. Now between the two. Um, uh, it, the fun fact is, Gauri tells Govind uh, that I'm ready to divorce you. Give me two crore rupees, and I'm out of life. So earn that two crore, give it to me. And he and the whole math is that that my father spent on our wedding. So return me the money and go go marry your girlfriend. Now, uh, in, in the business crazy scene or the cameo from Ranbir Kapoor, where you know the choreographing. Ranbir and they're trying to get uh, they're trying to set their business dance practices and you know so all of this happening on the sides all of a sudden one fine day Goa's wife Gauri turns up dead 
and then scrambled against instead of letting the cops know they bury the body and there is this home that they live in which is under litigation because his Govinda's father's first wife is litigating that this marriage wasn't valid at all and um and and the inheritance that needed to go to Govinda should not go and should go to her and her sister. So there, there's some funny moments, there's some slick one-liners, but apart from the movie, it just doesn't carry itself because, uh, number one, I'll tell you why it doesn't carry. It doesn't sustain the plot. There are no, nothing in the plot, you can things happen. So there, there are no surprises uh, at all. And because you understand where this is going, I mean, even before even before things happen, you kind of know what the next step is going to be. So it kind of spoils your fun. The director is Shashank Ketan, and he's, he's tried to mix comedy and mystery, but this turns out to be a very 90s type of a Govinda type of a movie where, you know, the, the comedy is just just doesn't land you know uh, vicky koshal is such an amazing actor it's a crime to limit this guy uh th there's a scene where gory makes him dance for her boyfriend she makes her husband dance for her boyfriend and that scene itself is gold because vicky koshal is trying to put pull off a lot of bollywood songs all rolled into one as she names the song he changes his body language which tells you this guy's so gifted and he's such a such a such a great performer. However, this this buffoonery attached to it, which of course needs to be because it's that slapstick comedy. For some reason, I couldn't find any and I couldn't find any jokes landing. I just did not know when to last. As, as looking for laughter pivots and those didn't come uh music was ah okay there's one song with Ranbir Kapoor which you know kind of is fine but the rest of it is it's hummable it's not it's not something you write home about so uh you know throughout the sites it's supposed to be side splitting it's not none of the jokes um land but Vicky Koshal's talent is up for grabs and Kira Advani looks good. She doesn't have much. I mean, she has she has this role, which is a surprise. We can't let you know know with the spoilers yet. Um, you know, th there's this character. There's this one character that landed for me, and the character is called Six Pack Sandy. He's uh, his father is a drug warlord and a politician. He funds politicians, and Six Pack Sandy just wants to be zombied out and make music videos and then his 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 music music videos you know a third grader could have written that music <laughs> so so literally they try i mean that character is really cute he's really dumb and cute and you know uh, absolutely love that character six pack sandy he doesn't he doesn't like people calling him just sandy he wants them to call him six pack sandy so you know, so so yeah. I mean, on the whole, I was looking for comedy, and they 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 did promote this as a comedy, but I didn't find any jokes. So that's it. It is streaming on Hotstar on Hulu. So go watch it if you have the time this weekend. Now we're going to actually transition into a different type of a movie 
This was a very big movie that just came out recently. In fact, I saw it opening day. I was a part of the $134 million it brought to the box office. We're going to be talking about the long-awaited Avatar Way of Water. Now, this film, for those of you that don't know, the original Avatar was created in 2009. And for those that have not seen it, the story goes like this. We have a character named Jake Soley who works you know, for the human race, or as they call on, on the planet, uh, Pandora, the sky people. This takes place in, in the year 2154, I believe, where essentially humans are, you know, harvesting different resources on different planets, specifically this one resource on Pandora that would be very, very valuable and could sell for a lot of money. So Jake Soleil is tasked with, you know, essentially extracting those resources from this planet, but he gets lost on the planet of Pandora, stranded, and he is surrounded by the Navi people. Now, in Avatar, they create these, they create these avatars, like these copies of humans um, for the, the, the humans, for the sky people. So if there were any scenario in which they died, they could be rebirthed as a Navi person. So Jake Sully is stranded on this island as a Navi, and he actually falls in love and meets his uh, soon-to-be wife in that movie uh, named Neitri. Ne I have a hard time pronouncing her name. And in Avatar 1, he sides with the Navi people. They fight against the Sky people, and he ultimately takes down um, the humans, and in particular, the colonel um, that is you know serving for the air people. So fast forward, Avatar 2 takes place about 13 years or 10 years after the fact and Jake Soli and his wife have a family now they have four kids um and in Avatar 2 a lot of the humans the sky people are rebirthed as Avatar so there's about a crew of 20 of them including uh Colonel Qualtrich who is the the main antagonist of this film so Colonel Qualtrich and mind you the humans are very very advanced their technology will destroy the entire planet of, of Pandora if they so wanted to. But the planet's so valuable that they wouldn't dare think to. They just want to kill Jake solely for trade, you know, betraying the humans and joining the planet of Pandora and the Navi people. So Qualtrich infiltrates the area um, in which Jake Soli lives in. You know, him and his crew kind of come in and they actually take a few prisoners, one of which is a human half-breed um, that call, of a soldier that Qualtrich was real good friends with. And Jake Soul and his family flee. So this is the big, like, context that you need. His family flees and they arrive to a village that is more along the ocean. They are called the Mekkeana clan and they are these Navi people, but they live in the water. And their traits are very different. So, for example... The Mekiana people have these long, like, oar-like arms. Their tails are really long. They can hold their breath for a really long time. They're, they're meant for the water, whereas the Navi are more meant for the forest. They're a lot more agile. They can run through the trees. They're, you know, everything like that. His wife, for example, is real good with a bow and arrow. So they're meant for the forest. And when they come to the Mekiana clan, they're met with a lot of hostility because, one, they are at, the Mekianas are at peace. They're not at war. And they know that Jake Soli is fleeing hiding from someone, and they don't want to bring war upon their clan. However, the leader, who I believe was played uh, by Vin Diesel, I believe that was the, the like, the CGI that they, or I believe that was the person they used for the CGI to create this character, has a lot of respect for Jake Soli, knows his story, and actually brings them in and tells the village that, that Jake Soli and his family are going to learn the way of the water, right? Thus the title. So 
the entire movie is, is pretty much one big cinegraphic shot. Like every, every little thing about this world, whenever they're learning something new or they're exploring a new part of the world, it's a cinematic shot that takes 10 minutes to complete, right? So here are my pros and cons. I'm not gonna get into the ending because they actually do plan to have a few movies after this. I'll get into that later. This movie was fantastic in terms of the CGI, the cinematography, and just the, just the just the shots they were able to get. It took James Cameron about 13 years for this technology to develop in a way where he could get these water shots, combine them with CGI and live action, and get just beautiful, beautiful shots. There were many times that I forgot I was looking at CGI-created um, graphics. At the same time, like the, the lighting, everything everything was just like really beautiful in this movie and if you want to see like a great cinematic experience i highly suggest going to watch this movie however this movie did come with some cons um and i'll get into those right now so one thing is like the dialogue in this movie i went to go i went to go watch this with a couple of friends and about an hour in an hour and a half in we all started to realize that the dialogue just really fell off that there are a lot of there were a lot of shots, there were a lot of lines, there was a lot of dialogue lines between characters that just didn't really fit in. Like, it didn't, it didn't make sense. It, it didn't, we didn't really realize or know why these lines were in there. It, it, at the same time, too, their delivery was really cheesy. You know, and I think this know, is also a Knowing criticism. James Cameron, probably you'll understand why those dialogue make sense in two more movies from now. Sure. And that, that could be... That that could be that could be very true. I know James Cameron is a great director, but I will say, given that this was a three hour and fifteen minute movie, I genuinely think that there were some dialogue moments that that could have been taken out, and you would have been able to continue the series. Did they like there were just there were just some ones that didn't really seem that they belonged. Maybe it was just for a little bit of cushioning. That was just at least um, what I saw upon first glance. The movie is very long too, and a lot of times, you know whenever they're doing a, a nice little montage of like the world around them, sometimes that takes on a little too long and you forget kind of what the entire plot is about. However, I don't think those cons were big enough for me to say, don't watch this movie. This movie was fantastic to watch. And whenever there were parts where it got a little dry, a little boring, they did make up for it with interesting plot points. The fight scenes were very well put together, even though, you know, they're slightly unrealistic this takes place in a fictional world way in the future so i think the fight scenes were, were very very um good i thought the plot developed in, in in a very good way and they left room for a third and even a fourth movie that they plan to release here soon so i highly recommend you go and watch this that was my honest take about this movie it was great and i would i would go watch the third and the fourth one just because james cameron is really good at building a world building a universe to immerse you in and that's exactly what i felt i i'm like every little detail about what might happen on this planet is elaborated on and i think that's something that's really cool to note and, Brilliant. That, and we just got done reviewing avatar 2 the way of the water highly recommend you all go and watch that because it was just a cinematographic masterpiece really enjoyed all the work that came into it and honestly a 13 year period to wait for it was was honestly worth it i i i highly enjoyed the cgi but we're going to transition into a series that we've been covering just about every month because new installments come very frequently we're going to be talking about indian predator and today the the new installment is titled beast of bangalore bangalore and we're following the story of Yumesh Reddy. Now, Yumesh Reddy was 
a felon in the years between 1996 and 2002 who went on a spree of raping and murdering um, women that were alone in their house. And he was arrested multiple times, but he would continue to escape or, or find a way to get released. But in 2002, he was finally caught and he received the death sentence. Now, I don't know exactly all the details that happened behind the curtains i don't even know if this series knows exactly what was happening behind the curtains but there was some sort of delay in his sentence like the higher courts upheld the decision he wrote a petition to the president which got denied but somehow his life sentence his death sentence was reduced to only 30 years of prison and in today's day he's about 10 years away from being released so in this installment not only did they go back and look at all the acts, you know, interview family members and everything, but they also talk about the unjust, the un, the injustice and in the judicial systems within the higher courts in India. And what so how it essentially follows is Umesh Reddy would find women that were alone in their house. He would break in, and this this should be followed with a trigger warning because I'm about to talk about acts of sexual violence, rape, and murder. But he does break into these houses. Um, rapes the women inside and then commits murder so much so that the town and the village that this was happening in people were installing barred fences in their yards they were um, really arming their houses to be a lot more secure you know it, it put a whole town kind of in shock when he was finally captured he somehow managed to get out of the death sentence into a 30-year sentence as mentioned earlier and in a lot of these testimonies from police officers from families Everyone agrees that there was some sort of unjust unjust um, treatment towards him and his sentencing. And what I really liked about this installment is I feel like in the previous, there were a lot of like, it, it was more serial killer story. Like they're going to try and explain the psychology behind the serial killer. They're going to try and give you all the details so you can kind of like right along with the mystery and this one however what really differs with this one is they they go they, they do a deep dive on the judicial system and how this case was treated and they also allude to what's going to happen in 10 years when Umesh Reddy is released and he is back on the streets while he has been in prison for about 30 years who knows what's going to happen um whenever he gets released and that's one thing about this um installment that really sent chills you know kind of up my arms because not only is this a real person as all the previous ones were but this real person's about to enter um the face of the public eye again whenever he's released so i highly recommend indian predator because it's been one of my favorite you know docu-series like crime docu-series to watch to follow every installment um, is just as great as the other. They also find a way to kind of tweak their craft and really um, get good at putting the docuseries. I mean, I, I remember following the first installment all the way to this one. They're getting better and better each time with their interviews, the kind of people that they're able to collect and, you know, gain insight from, as well as explore some of the things that are wrong inside India's justice system. Em, do you have any other thoughts? No, I think the entire true crime series, especially Indian Predator as a series, has been superlative, except, you know, a couple of them where they stretched a little bit. But I know the one that you watched before this, you absolutely liked because that was hard hitting, it was realistic. The interviews were were were, were very, uh, you know, authentic. Um, what did you think about the interviews here? 
I think the inter interviews here were a lot more diverse than the ones before because here we had not only family members of the murdered victims, as always, but we also have um, you know, investigators, police officers who were who were there. We have people that can kind of look into the system that you know gave him his 30-year sentencing. And what's interesting about this one is everyone's kind of confused as to how and why he got that sentencing, as to how and why it was it was upheld as well and not, you know, changed to an even longer sentencing. I mean, to go from a death sentence to 30 years, not only have you saved your life, but you've also secured time in the outside world as well. Now, a lot has happened, you know, from 2002 to 2032. You know, we'll see that a lot has changed within India. But the ultimate theme that all these people were, you know, kind of alluding to is, is that they're scared of what's going to happen when he re-enters um, society. So whether or not there's going to be another killing spree or not, we don't know. But that's that was kind of the scary thing about this one is that, like I said, it's it's a real person who's who we might see again in the news. So so tell me something. Uh, you know, a, a couple of these uh, Indian Predator as such, a couple of these series took care of the psychological aspect of the killer. Yep. Did this episode also do the same? I don't, it did not take as big of a deep dive into the psychology as the previous ones were, because the ultimate theme of this one was more so like, how are the systems in place in India affecting the victims? And is it is it the right treatment? Is it the justice that victims deserve? Because in the previous ones, it was pretty, it was pretty much a cut and closed case. You had someone that was really messed up. They got sent to jail for life and they're not going to re-enter society. So let's take the time to explore their psychology. Now, sim similarly, Reddy was similar to some of the, you know, serial killers we've seen in the past where they have been serial rapists, they have been serial murderers. And so if you've been following the series, you kind of have an idea on what that psychology might be like. They do go into Reddy's background. They, they do talk about his upbringing a little bit and they do talk about, um, you know, who he was at that time, but they don't take as big of a deep dive into psychology, which there's some good and bad things. I think good is they don't try and stretch out what what he might be thinking. They, they don't try and over-psychoanalyze um, his psyche, but at the same time, um, you know, it, it leaves room for them to kind of explore other themes, which I thought was great in this installment. I would highly recommend, but I do just want to, like I said earlier, want to put a trigger warning. It, it is, you know, it's a highly violent installment, talks about murder and sexual violence so just a trigger warning before you dive into that but, but that is it for today we reviewed three three great actually additions to you know film and cinema we we reviewed Gominda Namera on Hulu Avatar Way of Water which is currently in the movie theaters which I believe is expected to hit about 500 million dollars in the box office if you go and look at your local you know movie theater there's going to be probably 10 different showings at least at your movie theater. I know at the one I went to, there were like 20 to 30 different times you could go and watch the Whoa. movie. Some, some of them playing multiple times um, in there. In fact, I think there were four or five movie theater rooms that were reserved just for Avatar that day. So highly recommend going and watching. You won't have any trouble finding a good time for you. And then the last one was Indian Predator, Beast of Bangalore on Netflix, which we just got done reviewing. Please leave us your thoughts and comments on our social media. We have Daisy's Live Graham on Instagram, Daisy's Live on Twitter, and follow our website, Daisy's Live. Leave us a comment. We put these reviews up um, every week, and honestly, the reviews come up before 
our series comes out. So you can get a little sneak peek on what we're going to talk about and what our thoughts were. And we would love to hear from you guys as well. So give our socials a check. But until then, we are signing off. Have a good and one. a happy new year to all of you who are listening to us live in radio today. And we shall be back next year with more such episodes, more reviews, views, and more goss. Tell us what you think. And we look forward to to, to accompanying your journey. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.